Welcome to episode 12 of Procedural Death Labyrinth. This week we have a very special guest, fellow former streamer and friend, Mr. Helio. Hi, Helio. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Helio's here today to help us nerd out about the deck building real-time action roguelike One Step from Eden. Hmm, so good. Le lead us off here, Helio. Uh, what do you, how familiar are you with this game? How far have you gotten? What, 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 do, you, what do you love about it? Oh wow, that's a that's a lot of big questions. Um, oh yeah, I only have little under than forty hours in the game, which is kind of shocking to me, because I feel like I've done everything but um, all the relics, or I guess all the additional difficulties. Well, I guess let me describe the game a little bit first, and then we'll have an idea of what we're talking about, maybe. Sure. So, one step from Eden is a deck building tactical battler i guess how would you describe it he did describe it <laughs> he it's did like you were both competing against your own descriptions because they started out <laughs> the same and then you went tactical and he went uh action or whatever action tactical action battler right <laughs> yeah. i think i think the fact that it's real time a real time deck builder those are the two qualities about it that really stand out I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I guess the speed at which things happen is pretty important. But I do feel like the, the grid-based movement and the tactical elements uh -huh. are just as important. True, but it's more real-time because they move they move incandescent to you. Whereas most games like this, is you do an action as they... It's like turn for turn, where this is constant. The game is heavily inspired by uh, Mega Man Battle Network. Have you ever played that, Helio? <laughs> I haven't, but I've heard a lot of people comparing them and a lot of people saying that they're very different. I never played that game. That was one of those uh, things. That the Mega Man scene was something that I stayed away from because I wasn't cool enough to get into Mega Man as a kid. I, I don't I don't I don't know. Like I, I just remember my my cousins loved Mega Man and I I remember just like it's like, oh that sci fi stuff is way too cool. <laughs> I I I'd never fit in if I tried to. Yeah, I played a ton of Mega Man because of it was blue and my brother yeah. played it. So <laughs> The blueness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I played a lot of Mega Man too. Those were like really difficult games for me when I was a kid. They required a lot of precision, I guess. Much unlike One Step from Eden. <laughs> I need so much precision. I, I feel like One Step from Eden is, is sort of all about precision, right? And then like fast-paced, chaotic hammering of buttons. Too. Precisely. You get it. That's why you're here. I get it. <laughs> well, you actually just played a little bit of this before we started, right? Do you feel any differently now? I feel like I learned a lot in just playing for half an hour. I don't understand what was different between that time I played and the times before, but uh, yeah, I understood the movement a lot better and dodging a lot better. I don't think of the game now and go, oh, I don't want to play that. I think yeah, I could give it a go, which is huge. Because I was so against playing this game. <laughs> you did not like this game before. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm basically here because you didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> if Jake doesn't like the it's game, it's a tough game. Else to talk about it for it. Um, no, it's really good. Now, uh, before <laughs> I was hesitant, but I unlocked a new mode, which I kind of really want to try because it's got different spells. Yeah. Um, which side I, of the the screen do you find yourself looking at mostly when you play? theirs um i dodge better when i'm not looking at where they're hitting i really? don't understand i don't understand it but if i'm looking at where they're hitting i panic and get hit more 
if I look at their side, I can kind of guess where they're going to hit and dodge way better. I'm the opposite. I think I look at my side of the screen <laughs> a lot more. Oh, wow. See, I, I alternate wildly. This is something I was thinking about giving Jade as a tip when I was watching her. Oh, is What I'll muted. usually do is... Sorry? You were muted, though, so it wouldn't have been much I better. was muted, yeah. I was muted the whole time, so she didn't hear any of my congratulations or tips Are or you serious? Yeah, it was. she did the whole Celissi fight, and she was learning as she went, and I was very proud of her, and I was shouting encouragement. I just into a, a muted mic. It was really tragic. It worked, though. Yeah, you got there. I find that generally what I do is I will watch... I'll start looking at their side to kind of figure out who I'm up against and where things are generally. And then um, I'll alternate between looking at my side of the battlefield and finding out where the attacks are going to come in, kind of getting a plan for how to move out of those, and then looking on the other side of the screen to figure out what spells I can cast. And then I'll just unload a bunch of spells all at once, and then I'll switch to looking back at where I am. And there's some spells that are good to just mash while you're dodging, but yeah, I, I alternate pretty frequently with where I'm looking at. But it seems like it would be more optimal to like to pick one or the other, doesn't it? Yeah, but you have to see everything, surely. That like, might be kind of a when you're starting out, focus on the enemies, and then fo uh, once you get a little more familiar with the game, focus on yourself, or vice versa. And then as you play along, because in theory, you'd want to pay attention to everything that's going on, so... It's like when you play Slay the Spire and you don't focus on your own HPs, you just focus on the damaging. You're gonna die. I mean, unless you play Ironclad, right? <laughs> True. Well, no, no, you need blocks for that. The game is developed, I think, mostly by a single fellow by the name of Thomas Moon uh, Kang. That's what, that's Thomas how I would Moon pronounce Kang. it. Yeah, he is the designer, developer, sound, pixel artist, and composer. Looks like, I don't know. He, he Calm down, I think he's dude. had a couple people in there. Yeah, but <laughs> that's awesome. That's like the dream to really just get your vision out there uh, using all of your talents. So good Absolutely. on him. He has all the talents. And yeah, as we've, I think we've established in previous episodes, I can't pronounce Asian languages. So Unless it's English, if, you can't do it. Yeah, if it's pronounced differently, let us know by subscribing to my YouTube channel and liking all the videos. <laughs> yeah. Like last week with the um, Gunfire Reborn, you trying oh, to pronounce all the idea. things. So he had to look it up, and you still couldn't do it. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, by the way, we uh, <laughs> Helio, we've recorded a Gunfire Reborn episode that has not gone up yet. So, uh, yeah. I look forward to uh, listening to that about. one. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, long-time listener, first-time guest of the yeah. podcast. It's, you know, how many people can say that they've got half of their entire listening audience on the episode <laughs> to co-host? How cool is that? And I'm really happy to be here. I've always wanted to see myself up in those bright lights. See, audio. Video. Speaking. No, video. audio. <laughs> yeah. Hear myself up in this... those loud speakers, perhaps. It depends how loud you This is one of... <laughs> God damn it. This is one of the few deck builders I've played where I haven't been able to grasp how strong or weak I am during a playthrough. And I think a lot of that has to do with the real-time part. Like, there is so much uh, tactical strategy on the deck building side, but then there's uh, this uh, strategy, there, there's this skill, actual skill, dexterous skill to play the game by knowing where to go, knowing what enemies do, and reacting to their attacks. Throw down a hot dexterity card. 
<laughs> it kicks my ass. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely requires you to pull from a lot of different a lot of different realms to so like you any player who's dexterous enough and has the skills to move around and choose their moments can be the game with anything. It could be the game with the starter deck, no problem. But that's not really what the game's designed for, right? Like you could do it as a challenge, but you probably wouldn't want to pick up the game after that. I feel like knowing the enemies and the spells, uh, or I guess the cards in this case, card spells, helps a lot. So when you look at the other side of the battlefield and you see those little enemies that look like they're living in a lava pool and they're kind of like, they have a buzzsaw for a head, it's bizarre to describe some of the things in this game sometimes. <laughs> but you know that they're going to fire in like a pattern. It's going to kind of track where you are. So you know you need to move vertically. So knowing you know, how to build your deck and knowing what to expect and being able to move around quickly and pick your moments to cast spells are all like really critical to being the best you can be at the game. Right. The different uh, foci that you can select when you're trying to establish a deck if you don't know what the cards are uh, and what their general theme is then uh, you know you just got to experiment until you do well i tried my first de uh, deck type today because he was saying if you can't dodge maybe you should just have shields and then i saw a lot more <laughs> shield cards that i would have otherwise ignored so that was good for me to build up on that but there's tons of different deck types that i don't even know about yet but if i like look out for them i'm sure i'll notice more like poison cards came up. You know, I don't think that I've ever successfully made like a themed deck in this game. I always try. Scratch what I just said then, it's fine. <laughs> well, that's good. Like most deck building games, you don't get a perfect deck straight away. It takes time and you get lucky and then it comes off really good. I try to apply a lot of Slay the Spire logic to this game. If I know something is going to be good kind of in a no matter what situation, then I'll take it which is how a lot of roguelikes end up functioning, is you can try to force a specific build, but if you try to keep yourself as flexible as possible, it usually ends up working in your favor more, unless you're just nah, I trying to straight. meme. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like if you, if you judge the power that you get from building a good themed deck in this game versus the power of just having three strong cards i generally prefer the three more really strong cards like there's not really a deck that i won't put firestorm in you know what i mean it shows up mm -hmm. it does lots of damage to the other side of the screen but you don't have to pay any attention to that it's just free dodge time while you decimate your enemies i mean mm -hmm. that goes in every deck kind of like uh slay the spire has uh fire breathing oh, yeah, yeah. No. Fire breathing. <laughs> That's uh, she's <laughs> It goes in every deck. No. Yeah. It goes uh, in almost no deck. What are you talking about? Every deck. I wait a minute. Well they changed fire breathing, didn't yeah, they? Curses and spells yeah. do damage it's to better AOE. Now. So if you're in Ascension Ten Up, you always get at least one curse. Most enemies after Act Free give you statuses. It's just so funny. I don't know. If you if you have it in your first hand though, it does nothing, and it's not timed. So if you, I would rather have like a strike or a block in that spot. And if we're talking, it's an uncommon, right? So if I could pick it against any other uncommon, probably pretty far down. Really good against sentries though. Yes, definitely. So did you want to talk about Hades for a little bit? We did a bunch of slide the spires. <laughs> so I know that you're itching. <laughs> no, I wanted. Uh, well, oh, this geez. is more of a card Staying game. Strong. In more card games, we tend to. 
pick up Slay the Spire more in more actiony games like Gunfire Born and stuff. It's more Hades. So if it's fighting, but this fighting, is the perfect blend of action and cards. This is Hades meets Slay the Spire. Corey, we found our game, baby. <laughs> this is Hades meets Slay. Uh, it's it's Mega Man Battle Network meets no, Slay the Spire. No, it's Hades meets Slay the Spire. Oh, okay. My mistake. What would I know? Exactly. I mean, if it's really neither. It's not like Hades <laughs> at all, and it's not like Slay the Spire at all. Like, it has cards, and it has action. I feel like this game really is a lot less about the build, as yeah. opposed to, like, Hades and Slay the Spire are all about the build. This game is mostly about the action and the knowledge, and then the build is, like, the fun you have along the way. That's how I feel about it. I mean, I could I could talk about this game for a long time, and it's, that's basically what we're doing here. But ultimately, it's a, it's an action game, right? Okay. Well, I feel like I know there are definitely clear instances where uh, in the game where having a better deck is obviously an advantage. But oh, if yeah. you can mechanically just I'm don't get hit. <laughs> Uh, as, don't get hit, man. You know, don't get hit. As as we're uh, want to say, can you just get through the game with like, a, I think there isn't there an achievement for getting through the game without adding a single card to your deck? Like you can do that. There's gotta be. Uh, I haven't done yeah. it myself because like, uh, who wants to do that? Like I don't want to play an action game. I want to play an action tactical battler deck builder. You know, I want all. Give me everything that he this game has. He wants to do the big damage. It's got a grid too. I am a sucker for grids. I know, right? If it's a, this is a, it's a square grid, but the hexagrids, oh man, that's, that's where I live. If you get, if you show me a game that's, that's got a hexagrid set up, I'm just immediately interested. It took you how long to play for the king with me though? Just saying. I bought it like the moment you mentioned it. And played and it two months we later. Were, and then we were waiting for a third person to join you us or to person. have the time. <laughs> And then, I mean, I'm well, a third yeah. person. That, that, yeah, that too. Yeah, then we bark. <laughs> I then we realized this past <laughs> week that you don't actually need three people to play. Like you can do a two-player and just have the two characters. You don't have to have one character per player. One, one I didn't hero know that. Yeah, that was yeah. a real shock to me. Well, I yeah. found it on Twitch when someone was streaming it. And it was just the two guys. I was like, "Where's your third person?" Oh, you, oh, okay. This changes things. I don't need free friends. <laughs> Guys, I think it's time that we broke into the most exciting part of this game. Which is? Oh. The shopkeeper. <laughs> There's so much to talk about before the shopkeeper, because it's like the very last thing you would talk about, but holy shit. I don't know anything other than she has a lot of health and it, it can use any shop mechanics. Yes. I've only beat her using the cheese. You're supposed to kill her? What? The cheese? Mm. What? Oh, so, did I spoil something? <laughs> the game doesn't really have a story. Can we talk about the endings? Uh, sure, that's fine. Because she's sort of relevant to the endings. Um, oh, she is? She is, yeah. So everybody knows the the good ending, right? You go through, you save everybody. You, so basically, every time you kill a boss, you have the option to just keep walking past them or to murder them. I could have killed them? Sorry. I, I oh, yes. Back. I didn't, know that. I didn't kill them at first either. Um, when you kill them, you get a relic, which is nice. When you um, spare them, you get a heal, which is also nice. And then they show up for the rest of that fight to um, 
for the rest of the, the next world and they give you a benefit. Like you had, um, why can't I not remember her name? The, the dancing girl. Music. Violet. Violet. Yeah, you had Violet and she was healing you at the beginning of every match. Do you remember that? I wondered what was going on there. Yeah. And then when you get to the end of the game and you do the last boss, the specific boss to the good run, they like come and they help you and yeah. Uh, it's like a big team effort. Team good guys. Yeah. Yep. They give you a nice little passive bonus. I think uh I I feel bad. I can't remember any of the characters. Uh, Shiso, what doesn't Shiso give you? Jeez, ah, it's been a minute since I've actually played through the game and spared all the characters because the I, the prospect of a relic feels so good that you're just a I, I don't know. Man. It changes things up. What's yeah, that? you're just a murderous man. It's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so. <laughs> oh, wow, I'm here. Yeah, it's fine. I can do it myself, okay. live and on <laughs> microphone. So, so I think that's what most people probably hit first is those pacifist runs because it doesn't occur to you to just murder them. But probably at some point you'll hit the wrong button and find out that you can do a murder. I want to do the murder. Yeah. Oh, and the uh, one kind of unique mechanic in this game is that the mini bosses well yeah i guess i guess the bosses uh depending on how you look at it they're all characters that you play as uh-huh. so when you play as violet each at the end of each act the boss is just a different character uh that you can play as which is really unique to this game that's really uh, cool I, i've probably played another game like that but i just really like this idea of like if I'm playing a certain character, there's a lot of strategy behind whom should I avoid fighting late. Yeah. Uh, I know. Um, I think a lot of people have trouble with, is it Celacy is one of yeah, the harder Celacy. ones to fight? I later. always try and get her out of the way first. Her and Violet, actually, I do Ice Worlds like Im- immediately if I can. So yeah, you have a little bit of control over the run. You can kind of figure out like, oh, okay, well. Is that well, what the last three options are there who, who you're going to fight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you get worlds, and each world has two potential bosses. So you I get just like the pretty you get a places. chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took me a long time to figure that out. So much that you just don't know yet. Yeah, I didn't look up a lot about this game. Um, I found out most of it by myself, which was really nice. That was a good experience. I don't usually do that these days. Aww. I've been playing a game you guys might have heard of uh, this past week called oh, no. Loop Hero. You said you were going to talk about it. <laughs> well, no, we talked about Slay the Spire. He can talk about Loop Hero. And I've discovered pretty much everything in the game on my own. And that, that has been one of the most exciting things uh, because usually a game comes out and I kind of watch uh, YouTubers or Twitch streamers play it a little bit before I really decide that I'm going to pull the trigger on it. Unless it has something really gimmicky that I can't help myself with and I need, I don't know, a game has a mechanic or if it's a deck builder, I usually just like, yep, okay, well, I like, who am I kidding? I'm going to buy it, so I'm going to buy it. Yeah, I get that. Discovering things about a game like that yourself, I did a lot of that with One Step from Eden, Eden as well. Eden. Eden. One, <laughs> one Step, step from Eden Hedonism. Well. That's the sequel. <laughs> one Step from Edenism. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I I know that there's a lot in this game that I haven't even uh, gotten through. Like I haven't gotten through, I mean the the higher difficulties of the game. What is it called? Hell mode. 
Sure. Well, have you done all the endings? Because to even before you even get there, there's hard, hard stuff. I've done. <laughs> I haven't played this game <laughs> in a minute. Stuff. I played. I played maybe two weeks ago, and it was only for uh, like a couple of runs where I just got my ass so uh, oh, no. neatly handed to me that I. I just. I was like, yeah, I. <laughs> And you said you're asking me to play handed something to you. else. For... I pictured them all just like folding up your little butt cheeks and then handing it Here back you to go. you. Here you go. That's exactly, nice and tidy. That's exactly what happened. You got a yeah. tidy ass. Oh, uh, like like they do with flags at veterans' funerals. Aww. Here you go. Fallen ass. Oh my god! At my funeral, if they fold up my ass and like, place it onto. Can anyway, I go to your uh... funeral? It sounds like a hoot and a half. Yeah, present it to I, your your loved one. As we all know, I'm gonna die before any of us do, so uh, oh. you guys are all invited to my funeral. So anyway, what man, this oh. got kind of sad. Let's talk more about procedural death labyrinth. Um, are there dailies in this game? Did have they implemented that in this roguelike yet? Not that I'm aware of. No, they have. Um, they have a PvP mode and a co-op mode. I haven't tried either of those. Actually, Jade and I were thinking about playing them. But then you too. But it turns out... <laughs> well, it turns out there's no online for it. You have to use... Um, what do they call it? Like Steam Sync? Oh, remote. Something oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, that's not something I like to mess with. That's unfortunate. Yeah, but the dev is still active. People have been asking for like a change to the co-op mode. I guess like right now... The way that it works is that you have two characters, but you share health, mana, and a deck, and you only have one spell slot. So what you spell killed. you have on deck is, like, totally random. Oh, jeez. People don't like that. So yeah. he, as recently as December 20th, he put up a post saying, like, hey, I'm working on online co-op and maybe some changes. So we'll see. Nice. We'll see. That's what we do. One step freedom. Part two. Part two. And this is when Jade has finally beaten the shopkeeper. <laughs> yeah. She wouldn't have you seen that fight? No. Oh, God. I think maybe the first time I played it, I probably tried to kill her and just died straight away. But that was a long time ago. So I only have one mod attached to the game. And it's a mod that allows you to run that fight indefinitely. So you load up the... Uh, it's like called Shopkeeper Practice or something like that. Nice. You load it up and it's just Shopkeeper fights. Um, I think with the base deck. Well, that's really cool. That sounds like a really useful mod. I want to say it's, or is the mod just for the, so the shopkeeper is necessary to fight at some point. So we can't talk about the shopkeeper without talking about the, the ending. Uh-huh. So the pacifist runs the one that everybody gets when they pass by all the, all the enemies and don't kill them. Then you have your neutral runs, which have a different boss, which is where you kill some of them and you let some of them live, probably depending on how hurt you are. And then you have the genocide run. <laughs> And to, to finish the genocide run, you have to kill the shopkeeper. Otherwise, you keep looping through the game, getting to the final boss and getting pushed back. Hmm. Um, you have to kill all of the heroes that you encounter. And you have to kill the shopkeeper. And the shopkeeper is the hardest fight in the game, hands down. Why is she so strong? She's just strong like that, man. <laughs> She's got all the relics. You go to her and you're like trying to get cards, trying to get relics, like looking through her inventory. She never runs out. She's got all the powers. Yeah, that makes sense now that you think about it, though. There's gotta be. So I can slay the spire in the downfall. You can fight the shop there. 
I was just gonna. I was just gonna say, there's you gotta be a, a pretty popular mod in Slay the Spire where you fight shopkeeper, isn't and it? And all the good <laughs> guys. There? You have to kill all the good guys and the shopkeeper. Oh, that's good. If you kill a shopkeeper, you can use the shop and take his goods. Oh, that sounds pretty fun. Yeah, it's basically the One Step Eden adaptation of Slay the Spire. Uh, I feel like the only thing in Slay the Spire that really compares to Shopkeeper is probably like the Act 20 double boss. But you haven't played the downfall mod. You don't know. That's, well, I guess, you know what? Shopkeeper right. has a thousand health and is really strong and then like runs That's away. Nothing. So you, you have to do a little bit of damage each turn and hope that you can kill it before the run's over. Oh, it's like the transient, but like over multiple fights? Yeah. That sucks. It sounds awful. <laughs> it was. But when you kill it for the first time, you feel super happy. It's really good. Do you know, uh, for killing the shopkeeper, because you run into the shopkeeper multiple times over the course of a run, do you have to kill mm -hmm. the shopkeeper like seven times or something, or what? No, so the that's the, the real strategy with killing the shopkeeper, other than learning how to avoid the attack where she just turns the whole place into bombs and <laughs> you have to desperately run in a circle, is that when you kill her... The shop's done. She doesn't come back. The shops don't come back. Oh. But the farther you go in the level, the harder she gets. So you got to figure out, do I want to kill her early? And if I lose, then I get to restart the run and I don't lose too much progress. But I don't have any good cards yet. And I won't have the shop for the rest of the time. Or do I wait till I've got a lot of good cards um, and I've used the shop a bunch, but then she's really strong. So, I mean, there's a, there's a right answer, I think. But, I, you know... Seems to have a lot of balancing mechanics that's mm -hmm. going to be tricky to learn. And this is definitely a game that's controller over keyboard and mouse. Uh, Christ, yes. I can't imagine. <laughs> I yeah. tried it with controller, and you have to use the arrow keys. You can't use WASD unless you, like, reconfigure it. Ew. In your really? first... Oh. Yeah, I tried it today for the first time unconfigured, and I was trying to work out how to move. But W and Q... <laughs> <laughs> W and Q are your sh A and B, so I was I was baffled. Oh, arrow keys, they exist. Just uh, flip your <coughs> keyboard 180 degrees. Oh, yeah, degrees there and, you go. Yeah. But oh, but then you're up and down or wrong. And sorry, you're left well, and right. Well, I'm, I mean, obviously, that's when you'd flip your monitor upside down. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> right? But then you don't have a hand for your mouse if you're using your, w, uh, your arrow keys. Well, I've... <sighs> <laughs> and my push to talks on my mouse so i yeah. struggle your push to talks on your mouse yeah. oh that's interesting that is super weird <laughs> Wait, no uh yeah i think so no it's just natural because my it, like i even if i'm not on push to talk my hand moves as if i'm using it to talk did i did you guys ever play the world ends with you <laughs> no but you've mentioned it to me before i have mentioned you it. Love it not to yeah. me uh hold hold on one second for me sure. okay willow smashed her butt in my mic so if there's a flood on the audio that's that so i think i was asking you guys about the world ends with you uh -huh. yes i hadn't heard of it and you've spoken to Corey about it true so this is a this was a, a game for the switch um uh no not the switch the the ds that's the whole point of this <laughs> It's split between a top screen and a bottom screen where you have uh, you have to use your stylus to like drag your character around and tap on it and you have like a bunch of different abilities that you can get. I could talk about that for a long time too. but and then on the top screen, you've got this totally separate battle happening where you have to 
press the up, down, left, right keys to like uh, complete like a poker suit. Or um, I want to say that there was like a quick time event. You had to press like the right, up, down, left, right arrows based on some. Yeah. Hmm. And so it required you to, to swap your focus like back and forth constantly. And it, it reminded me a lot of this game, actually. And I like both of them. I, it might be that I just like being totally bewildered and overwhelmed <laughs> with more than one thing at a time. You should work with Indie <laughs> <laughs> No, never again. Yeah, I just thought that was an, an interesting similarity. Yeah, uh, Helio likes to, he's got a two monitor set up where he plays uh, chess on one and Galaga on the other. <laughs> True. <laughs> I fail at both. <laughs> no, he has Genshin on one and Slew's Fire on the other. We know where it's at. Sometimes, sometimes. Do you really? That's really cool. Yeah, well, I mean, if I'm waiting for somebody to come back in Genshin, I've got to do something. <laughs> I cannot actually play more than one game. I can play one game with multiple screens, but not two different games at a time. I, mean, I, I guess I've never tried. We well, could <laughs> probably play something like For the King and Race for the Galaxy because they're both turn-based. Yeah. Yeah, but I like I like talking when we play For the King, and you, you just go into shutdown quiet mode when we when you play Race for the Galaxy. You got. You mean stuff. Happy Murder mode, happy Victory murder Plus mode. mode? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta. Well, are there any? Is there anything else you want to add to uh, our One Step from Eden discussion? We've been going for over thirty minutes, so we could probably Jeez. ramp it up here pretty soon. Yes, I have questions. Ask all yes. of your questions. Yes. All of them? Yeah, huh? Okay. <laughs> so, do you guys have a favorite hero? The one that I've played is pretty cool. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Violet because she's the she's the bard, so I, I just kind of gravitate towards her, but I, I'm not even that good with her. Like, definitely I am not... She's probably like my sixth best character or something because uh, all the other characters are a lot more straightforward but her movement uh passive is just so unique i guess that she like triggers it and then has to step in a certain direction and you have to kind of time that with enemies and depending on what kind of buff you want to do gives gives her a lot of flexibility too yeah that's cool i'm i'm actually a big fan of saffron i tried really hard to Mm -hmm. unlock all of tara's stuff because i like her design but i mean you just look at saffron she's got a lab coat on and a tie but she's got like little robot antennas but she's also got like magic cards there's just so much going on here skirt but also tights gloves but like a midriff showing the boots i don't even know she's just there's a lot going on there. (laughs) do they all have different Mm -hmm. decks that you can build Mm mm-hmm well, different starter decks and different starting oh, relics. Okay. And they have multiple sets. You should try Hazel. I think you might like her. She's a she's probably one of the easier characters to get through a run with. Okay. I'll get there. I'm sure I will. Man, there's so much. That, do you have? Do you guys have favorite cards? I like the Firewall. Yeah, Firewall is actually my favorite card too. Yay! Team Pals buddy yeah. times. Yeah, absolutely. And you throw it down, then your enemies they stand in it, then they get unhappy. This is what Grace is the same card and follows the trend, right? Curry, what's your favorite uh, card? <laughs> I like I like cards that are gimmicky. Like uh, even the like in spite of how good or bad they may be. So something like uh Oh, and the game has 
a bunch of references to other card games and things like um, there's a card called Blade Bay, which oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if that card is any good, but I use it anyway. What's uh, it a reference it's, to? Beyblades. We may never know. Oh. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was going to struggle. There, there's also, uh, I, I don't know what it what it's called, but it's... Um, I always call it Swords of Revealing Light because it's a line of swords that goes across uh, across the, the oh, yeah. map. Uh, but it's a... I'm pretty sure that's a Yu-Gi-Oh! reference. There's a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh! references, actually. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised. And that's exactly how you, like, appeal to me. I When I was a kid, I, I enjoyed Yu-Gi-Oh! I experienced <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! It's okay, buddy. It was so weird, and uh, looking back on it, there were so many messed up things about the anime and the card hey, game, and I was fun. so confused. The uh, one, yeah. The one episode where they um, play with dice instead of cards? Falling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the Yu-Gi-Oh references, like, if if you just, like, end a joke with Banished to the Shadow Realm or something, I will probably laugh. Like, that just tickles me for some reason does it tickle you to the shadow definition <laughs> tickles me to the shadow realm very good <laughs> so you like things that are gimmicky you, so was the the line of swords is that your is that your favorite um no i mean uh i don't i, I hadn't really thought of a favorite he doesn't get mostly attached to cards oh man you got to be emotionally attached <laughs> Just say you could be Sarah Cannon if you just like all the damage. I think with a lot of video game stuffs like this, though, I I do try to. Well, I don't even try. I just end up appreciating like <laughs> a little bit of everything. So like, I mean, even with favorite class, like I, Vi Violet's not. She's just kind of up there because she, you know, I I am the way I am. But sure. I kind of just like a little bit of everything in this game. It's just, I don't not not to be milk toast about the subject but yeah like i kind of find a lot of fun with anything that i see if i see something and i go wow that sounds stupid i'm gonna throw it into the deck that's that's how i play that's how i play a lot of games uh, that's a lot not of a bad likes. way to play this one yeah i mean it's it's the fun way to play it which is the best way to play it the fun absolutely way to play it is to not die i'm still working on it you'll get to the fun yeah I'll get to the fun. I mean, this is a really good game, to be fair. Like, I would recommend this to a lot of different people. Um, it, mm -hmm. I don't think a lot of different people would be good at it, but I think a lot of different people could hook in at different places. Mm -hmm. I feel like if it's if you're not good at it at the start and you feel like it's not for you, just keep trying because that's what I did, and now I like it a little bit more. And I'm sure I'll keep liking it more and more and more. Yeah, there's, there's a huge learning curve to this game. It definitely takes a minute, for sure. Like, I, it took me a long time to even beat it once, and now I usually do. Like, if you go to the Steam page and you look at the main picture at the top, there's a big mountain. You have to get over it before it starts to get easier. <laughs> Just That's true. <laughs> you'll get to that peak eventually. I'm in the ocean somewhere back that way, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's just there's so much to talk about this game. I don't think we could possibly we didn't we didn't cover the nature of upgrades A to Z. Upgrades um, A to Z. There's the different. Oh yeah. yeah all, every time you upgrade, upgrade a card, how do you choose what you upgrade? It's in the shop. It's just like when you removed a no, card, no, no, you like, go over to a. 
how do you pick which spell to upgrade? Oh, man. Uh, you have to be familiar with... How do you pick which card to upgrade and slay the spire? <laughs> like True. The you like the most. But when I picked to upgrade a shield, there it had go. three different upgrades, and none of them were really that good. Yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of different <laughs> potential upgrade paths, and you get to... Basically, three random ones are put in front of you, and they're the same for all the cards. Like, rather than every card having a different upgrade path, there's just A to Z. There's that many different um, that many different ways to upgrade cards, and not all of them apply. So if you get three crappy upgrades choices, then, you know, that it is what it is. You get what you get. But you can pay two upgrades to upgrade it again later. So it's luck. RNG. Yeah, yeah. to an extent. O-S-F-E-R-N-G. So what's that for E to the RNG? The random number generation? Yeah. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs> okay. There is just so much to talk about with this game that I don't think we could ever stop talking about it. So uh, let's stop talking about it. Thank you for joining us, Helio. Oh, you know what? It was really good to be here. Yay! And if you ever decide to do a part two of this, uh-huh. when Jade finally beats the game... Uh, you know, you know where to find me. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll do a, a new game plus where we go back after we've played another hundred hours of the game. Yeah, he was going to join us for the Slay the Spire uh, plus. <laughs> you know what you should do is you should have you should set like milestones for these games, like really hard challenges for yourself, and come back and do one episode on all the worst stuff you put yourself through. The torture Good, episode. Yeah. The torture episode, <laughs> yeah. The procedural death to us labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> it writes itself. <laughs> More of a straight meat grinder, really. <laughs> no, no meat grinder. Do you have anything you want to plug for both of our listeners, Helio, yourself, <laughs> and my mom? Hey, my mom. Um, well, first of all, I want to say hi, mom. Uh, <laughs> we like Corey, so thanks for that. <laughs> um, you can you can find my YouTube channel. Uh, it's just. He, uh, new Heliolator. Uh, I can't possibly help you we'll spell that. You just it. have to. We'll yeah, you'll link it. Yeah. Put it, put a link in there, and then uh, I think we have a group project coming up, but I, I believe that'll be under wraps for now. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In it's uh, in the works. Yeah. Yeah. But we've got the the Valhalla going, where we're all doing uh, voice lines for mm-hmm. that visual novel. So you can hear more of our voices uh, at my channel and on that. Hell yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. She's been Jade. He's been Helio. Oh, I'm Helio. I guess he's been Corey. (laughs) Yay, he did it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.